Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Canyon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, boys and girls, on this beautiful Friday. How you doing out there, folks? Yes. We are live from the studio. How are you doing? It's currently 8.30 Central European Time, 8.30 a.m., 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for our friends in New York, and 3.30 in the afternoon for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. How's it going, guys? Um, back. I'm back in the studio. How are you doing, Natch? Fine, thank you. How's, uh, I, yeah, I'm not too bad. I had a very chill day yesterday. Natch, Natch was at my house on Wednesday. <laughs> the weirdest thing, you've only ever been to my house once before, I think. Yes. When I lived in a different place. Mm-hmm. But very nice to see you. See, no more patinette for Natch. That's why he came over. He dropped off the patinette. Was it sad? Are you are you kind of bummed out that you can't use it? Yes, because I was quite uh, uh, focused on, on changing my, my commuting here. Exactly. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. So... less damage to the environment you know you're in the fresh air i completely feel you i completely understand that um but yeah i am back in the studio how are you doing a big hello and good morning to vero good morning beautiful warriors around the universe and beyond i echo that if you want to join vero and the rest of the people in the live audience you can do so at twitch.tv barra professional bohemian any plans for the weekend sir uh no i don't think so no, me yeah. neither. Me neither. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I'm going to do some writing again, and um, and I'm sure I'm going to find something to binge watch. But yeah, no, no real plan. Well, at least I mean, I do have plans, but I can't give it give it away to the listeners of the show. It's a special surprise for all those people who are um, members of my Patreon community. So I can't tell you a Christmas surprise. Um, but other than that, no plans. No plans. Izzy's coming over, so I imagine Indian food. And binge watching. It's going to be nice. All right, guys, I have one hell of a show prepared for you. In 100 Humans, we ask them to name the worst things about working from home. Lo peor de trabajar desde casa. The worst things about working from home. Um, in today's Complete the News, we'll find out why a plane, why an aeroplane was forced to return to JFK Airport. It's a good one. Um, un avión se ve obligado a, a regresar al aeropuerto JFK. Oh, Natch. We're on fire. And... Nivelazo. Thank you, thank you, sir. And um, uh, maybe today's the day where we find out what is obstructing the city water water supply in Ciudad Victoria. Um and uh, but before that, before that, friends, we have um, uh, an amazing, unpopular opinion today. The nine to five workday is obsolete and counterproductive. Um, obsoleta y contraproduciente. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not too so close together, because then people complain. They say Nachi giving him too many, <laughs> too many nivelazos. <laughs> Although it's a spiritual one, I feel you. I saw your hand move. <laughs> um, I thought you were taking Friday holiday, Rob. I am on holiday, Vero. I am on holiday right now, as you see me. But I take an extra hour out of my day on my vacations to do the show in the studio so I can be with the Natch. You're welcome, friends. It's true, Natch. <laughs> You're ruining my holiday. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Cruzando and Ronnie also joining us there in the live audience. How's it going, guys? On that note, um, yesterday, friends, on the radio, you heard Mr. Richard Vaughan, um, I imagine, with um, with his students. If you, um, if you missed the podcast original show we did yesterday, oh, friends, it was mwah, chef's kiss. Um, you can go check that out at any, uh, any good um, uh, podcast directory. You name it, Apple, um, iVox, Spotify. Or you can go um, go over to my YouTube channel, Arroba, at The Probo Show, 
And um, you can actually check out the VOD there. I uploaded the VOD. Oh, my God. Or go to my Patreon and you can actually see the VOD and all the links. That's open to the public, too. All right. Let's um, tell you what, friends. I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world, shall we? Um, Natch, Amazon, as in the company, in in Spanish, Amazon. (laughs) Amazon announces online car sales for the first time, starting with Hyundai. So Amazon are going to start selling um, selling cars. Would you buy a car on Amazon, dude? No, why not? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Ooh, for me, I think there's a price limit. There's an upper price limit. I'm willing to purchase something. Would you buy a house online? Well, yes. Nowadays, you're almost good. Ah. And... Yeah, but you go around and see it, don't you? Hmm. Like, would you, would you buy a, a house without seeing it? No, no, no. Would you buy a car without seeing it? Yes. Ah, all right, all right. Yeah, I wouldn't buy clothes online for that reason, dude. You are so more advanced than I am. I'm too old school with some things. <laughs> um, Amazon anuncia la venta de online de coches por primera vez, empezando con Hyundai. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I need to kind of. I hate shopping. Number one, I hate it. But if I'm going to do it. I get everything done at the same time, so I don't, you know, and I need to physically be there to see the products. I think in this, friend, I am very old-fashioned. I think I'm very old-fashioned. Um, Mr. Cruzando, you need to make sure you're at home when you buy a car on Amazon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just stick it into your letterbox. <laughs> Starting next year, Amazon will offer online car sales for the first time. Beginning with Hyundai. Customers will be able to purchase Hyundai cars directly from Amazon's platform, which acts as a middleman between them and the dealerships. While previously Amazon allowed users to browse and compare car prices, the new arrangement will enable actual purchases with options for home delivery and pickup. This move is part of Amazon's gradual expansion into the automotive sector, which which includes virtual showrooms, and car parts sales. Additionally, Hyundai vehicles will integrate Amazon's Alexa voice assistant starting in 2025, and Hyundai will use Amazon Web Services for cloud solutions. This initiative maintains the crucial role for car dealers in in the car sales process. I don't know, man. Number one, I don't like having the idea of having Alexa in my car. It's a little bit too close to, um, to Knight Rider. El coche fantástico in Spanish, Natch. Yeah, yeah. Vaya nivelazo. Quite right. <laughs> Some, that's, a, that's a cultural nivelazo, and I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I would be reticent to buy a car, but obviously people would. I mean, if Natch would, Natch really is the voice of the audience. He's not as weird as I am. <laughs> All right, next piece of news. Oh, God. A hero has fallen, Natch. You know Snoop Dogg, right? The rapper Snoop Dogg. I I believe, let me know if this is true or not. And you guys in the chat also. Snoop Dogg isn't as big of a cultural icon here in Spain as he is in the rest of the world. Exactly. Almost nobody knows him. Almost nobody knows Snoop Dogg. Dude, that that breaks my my black little heart. It really does. Um, If there's one thing you know about him, what is the main fact people know about him at least here in spain other than the fact that he's a musician or a rapper what do you think it is what's he smokes a lot that he smokes a lot of marijuana we can say it we can say it on the radio snoop dogg is a marijuana icon oh dude i opened my twitter today sorry x whatever i opened my x today and i saw a tweet that broke my black little heart snoop snoop dogg says he's giving up smoking marijuana after years of marijuana use. <laughs> That's like the Pope giving up Catholicism. <laughs> you know, guys, I've been thinking about all this Jesus stuff and, uh, you know, <laughs> thinking about cocaine and hookers from now on. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him if he feels like he needs to do it. Um, I did pull a be- piece of news with regards to it. NBCnews.com. Rapper Snoop Dogg, known for his long-standing association with marijuana, has announced that he is giving up smoking. He shared this decision on social media. Got this. <laughs> How most people 
how most people would um, would talk about a death in the family. <laughs> Asking for privacy and leaving some ambiguity about whether he is serious or not. He actually says, um, I, "We, I need some privacy in this in this difficult time." <laughs> oh, guys! Oh, man! <laughs> oh, asking for private um, uh, for privacy and leaving some ambiguity whether he's he's serious or not. I believe he may be serious. Who knows? It's not April Fools. Um, Snoop Dogg's, ah, sorry, fans have reacted with skepticism, with some believing it's a joke or a shift to edibles. <laughs> edibles being um, consumable, like food with marijuana um, cooked into it. Snoop Dogg's career, which took off with his debut album Doggy Style in 1993 and his appearance on Dr. Dre's The Chronic, has been closely linked with marijuana imagery and culture. His announcement has drawn praise from some for the courage to quit smoking that has been a significant part of his persona and income. And you know what? I agree. Let's get um, a Probo approved for Snoop Dogg. Robo approved. You know, I mean, it's it's difficult for me, at least, to imagine the guy's uh, to imagine his new his new persona or how his persona will evolve. But you know, if let's face it, if you want to quit a substance, good for you. I support that, even if you know, if it whether it be coffee, alcohol, or marijuana, good for you. Um, Calvin Brodus is his real name. Yeah, do you think he's going to stop calling himself Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg is going to start. It's going to be Calvin Brodus, Mr. Calvin Brodus, Esquire. <laughs> it's going to. That's harder to get to fit into a rap. I think. <laughs> Not many things rhyming with Brodus. Anyway, whatever. Let's continue. So yeah, Snoop Dogg quitting. Um, quitting the smoke. Interesting news. Um, and finally, final piece of news. I actually have. I'm spoiled for news today. I, I am over over prepared for the show. This is what happens when I get time off. Um, okay, here's an interesting one. A revolutionary new e-electronic uh, e-jet motor could signal a breakthrough in electronic uh, electric propulsion for aviation. Yeah, that is um, a really long complicated overly complicated um, title for basically a new motor or engine powered by electricity powered by electricity for airplanes this could be a game changer remember that we we did a bit of news a few weeks ago about how the european union are cracking down on are enforcing new laws with regards to cheap airfare they want to raise the price of cheap airfare um, as a measure to cut down the amount of pollution by um, by jets and by by airplanes. My argument was, well, why don't you um, why don't you ban private jets <laughs> rather than punishing the poor? But whatever, I get it. It's um, it's for the public good, less pollution. Well, this could be a great solution to that. So this article coming from the debrief. It discusses a significant advancement in aviation technology with the development of a new electric jet engine, the E-Jet Motor, created by a Canadian-based company, Duxion Motors. This engine is notable for its rim-driven jet propulsion, offering power-to-weight ratio and efficiency that rivals fossil fuel engines. That is incredible, dude. That is incredible. Um, and I guess, I mean, would it, would it scare you if you knew you were on a plane driven by electric motors? Mm, oh, Natch, I'm surprised. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I, I don't like to fly. So. Ah, I do got, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I would be scared anyway. In that case, we are both bad examples because any kind of, any change from the norm terrifies me. Like yesterday we did a news story about, um, about a flight that was leaving London. And at thirteen thousand feet, they discovered that one of the uh, that two of the windows were missing. <laughs> I would freak out. <laughs> I would freak out. Um, and yeah, and even to the level of knowing that. Hang on a minute. This is a new plane, a different kind of technology. I would not be. I would not want to be the first person 
to be traveling in this um, airplane. However, I have to admit, my friends, I mean, what a great piece of news, you know. Whereas I agree with legislation that hampers um, uh, air travel, um, or at least the European regulation that hampers or that is um, increasing the price of air travel for um, ecological reasons to lower produce uh, pro the production of um, greenhouse gases and things. I don't agree with how they've done it. I think you could have done that by um, uh, by increasing the price for the wealthiest in our society rather than us, the poorest. 570 euros I'm paying to go home this year. That's just why I'm salty about it. Because, <laughs> as you know, I hate traveling. Anyway, on that note, friends, let's go to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Okay, guys, again, if you want to contribute to the content in today's show, you can do that at twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. Join Rone, Mr. Cruzando, Vero, and many more in the live audience and contribute your opinion to today's unpopular opinion. Today it is the 9 to 5 workday is obsolete and counterproductive. La jornada, la jornada laboral de 9 a 5 está obsoleta y es contraproducente. I would extend that to whatever hour you are locked into, whether that be 8 to 4 or whatever it is you do. 8 to 5, 8 to 6. Here in Spain, it's usually 8 to 1.32 and a good two-hour lunch. <laughs> you know, with a bunch of breaks of cigarettes in between. Ah. Oh. Ole, right, guys? <laughs> so the nine-to-five workday is obsolete and counterproductive. Without any further kind of, without digging into this, Natch, what are your thoughts? I agree. You agree? Your, your job allows you Why not? to do a different timetable. Why not, yeah. Because quite often we're talking about office jobs that could be done at any hour. And as long as you're there for meetings, who cares? Hmm. You know what? Instagram agrees with you, Natch. 96% of people polled said yes. La jornada laboral, the workday, the 9 to 5 workday, is obsolete and counterproductive. The Bridge is here. Good morning. How are you doing, Bridge? Um, before we get into the pros and cons, Vero's written to us here. Certainly, the 9 to 5 workday um, does not make much sense. It does not allow for work-life balance, however... The split workday, or even intensive workday, if well organized, can allow the worker to achieve his work-life balance. Mm. That's interesting you should say that. Do you think that's true? Um, I found it harder to maintain a healthy work-life balance when I worked from home. People talk about working from home like, you know, escaping from the office. I don't have to live in the office anymore. That is literally what you're doing when you're working from home. If you're like a little compulsive like I am, you never end up really taking a break. Or at least that was the case for me. Anyway, let's get back on topic. So the nine to five workday is obsolete and counterproductive. I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning and they provided us with some pros and cons. Let's get into those right now. Number one, lack of flexibility. The 9 to 5 schedule doesn't account for individual differences in peak productivity times. These people uh, people have varying circadian rhythms. Woo! Circadian rhythms. Do you know what that means, Natch? Yes, it's almost the same. Rhythmos circadian. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, and rigid schedule can be counterproductive for those who are more efficient at different hours. True story. I have become a morning person over the years. But I used to be so much more productive in the evening. Anyway, let's continue. Um, again, this going to um, uh, speaking to Vero's point about work-life balance. The traditional workday can be detrimental to work-life balance, as it often doesn't align well with personal responsibilities and modern lifestyles, leading to increased stress and burnout. With current technology, the necessity of being physically present in an office for a fixed period is outdated. Remote work and digital communication tools allow for more flexible and efficient working arrangements. And finally, in the pro column, 
we have. Research suggests that prolonged work hours can lead to decreased productivity over time. Shorter, more flexible hours can lead to more focused and effective work periods. So those are the pro points. At least 96% of the people polled on Instagram, they agreed with those statements. Friends, um, those are not the decision makers. The decision makers are the people joining us live in the audience. Twitch.tv barra professional bohemian. Let's get into the cons. Los contras. For many, a set schedule provides a necessary structure that helps in managing time effectively. It creates a clear separation between work and personal life, which can be blurred in more flexible arrangements. Can we deny that that isn't true? The people underestimate the power of structure in one's life. The the power of of something that is 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 in written in stone no between the hours of nine and five i work and then five o'clock hits mentally and emotionally anything that happens after that is is on you it's your time whenever i've been in more flexible working um, working conditions i've never truly felt off of the clock does that make sense natch yeah okay anyway let's continue Um, Having everyone work at the same time facilitates easier collaboration. It ensures that the team members are available for meetings, discussions, and spontaneous communication. This is, again, another prescient point for me. God, show. Sorry about Google. Um, (laughs) This is the top result. Um, Yeah, this is another... This is true again for me. Because... Spontaneous communication for me is when most of the big ideas really happen. When I can spin around in my chair and say, hey, Natch, or walk down the halls and say, hey, Fitz. Hmm. Although, you know, digital communication is there and is available, I will say one thing. Um, it's much easier to be ruder to a, to a screen name than it is to a flesh and, bod, a flesh and blood human being. Equal opportunity. Next point in the con column. Fixed working hours can create a level playing field where all employees are subject to the same work conditions, potentially reducing biases that might arise from flexible scheduling. And it's tr- that is another fact. As someone who leads a team, you know, the people who are around me at the times I am here, which generally tend to be the, the normal work hours, are the ones who get the most responsibility, the ones I rely on the most. Hmm. Uh, Workplace culture, final point here. The traditional workday helps in establishing strong workplace culture and um, and community. It can foster relationships among colleagues and create a sense of belonging and team unity. And again, this is true too. Psychologically, whether you like it or not, if if you're sharing a physical place, space with a team you are going to be more collaborative than if you are not you know oh i need to say something to to juan hang on a minute he's not online at the moment yeah so i get it where um, uh, our work life is evolving changing into something else but denying that there are that there are definite plus sides positives to the nine to five workday i think may be a reductive argument again this show isn't so much about right and wrongs as it is about nuance can we really say that the workday the nine to five workday is obsolete counterproductive maybe not preferable but is it counterproductive is it obsolete Many would say no, and here I'm thinking about the big tech companies, um, Tesla, X, Facebook, um, Google, all places that are forcing their employees back to the office for what they seem or what they deem to be good reasons. Um, the bridge here says, that is one of the main things I have learned from my illness, the importance of structure, temporal structure, especially for the mind. Yeah, it is important. And not just for you, Bridge, not just for people who suffered illnesses. Think about when a child becomes rebellious. One of the first things a child psychologist will will look at is their routine. What routine do you have? 
What routine does the child have? Build routine in. Or is the are these just things um, uh, set to control us? Is routine there to make us placid, to make more money for the people who are already richest in society, comrades? <laughs> you tell me. I mean, like Grandpa Boy used to say, friends. You know, it's just an opinion. And opinions, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one. They all stink, including mine. That's why I want to know yours. I'm going to leave a poll in the chat, and you will tell me. Is the 9 to 5 workday obsolete and counterproductive? I would argue that it's not a black and white answer, at least as not as black and white as our friends on Instagram say. I'll post a poll, guys. So many things you could have been doing this morning, an infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and Natch, and it means the world. See you in a few minutes. Hey, guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. If you just tuned in, wow. Some, um, some great news today. We uh, looked at Amazon uh, announcing that they were going to start selling cars online for the first time, starting with Hyundai, a broader partnership um, with Hyundai incorporating um, Amazon Alexa into their cars and things like that. But I, I, I would never buy a car online, man. I feel like that's so much money. I want to see it with my own eyes before I sign anything. But Natch... Natch would buy a car online. So who am I? Who am I to say that it won't work? Uh, next, we looked at Snoop Dogg. Oh, <laughs> a hero's fallen. A hero's fallen. Snoop Dogg is giving up marijuana, apparently. Um, yeah, after years of smoking and being having his own personal brand so tightly linked to uh, marijuana consumption, he released a post on his social media platform saying... I'm going to give up smoking. I, I hope you will respect my privacy at this time. Let's see if he's serious or not. You know, a little bit of me kind of hopes he is and he's evolving um, a little bit. But God, and if he isn't, who cares? It's Snoop Dogg. The guy's a legend with or without the, the marijuana. Okay, and next, a revolutionary new electric jet engine for aeroplanes. I'm a nervous flyer, so this would um, terrify me if I was all of a sudden to learn that the, <laughs> that the aeroplane was powered just by electricity. But a net positive for society, I think, um, cutting down levels of pollution quite a lot. And then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which was the 9 to 5 workday is obsolete and counterproductive. La, la jornada laboral 9 a 5 está obsoleta y es Contraproducente. Did I, I screwed it up. How is it, how's it said? Go on, tell me, tell me. Ah, contraproducente. Oh, thank you, thank you, teacher. Okay, so there we go. We looked at um, a bunch of pros and cons. Pros being, you know, a lack of flexibility in the current situation. Uh, it doesn't help you achieve a decent work-life balance. Uh, technological advancements kind of make it unnecessary. And, you know, you can be more productive in shorter blocks of work or working when you are more in a position mentally to work. But then there are a lot of cons to this that are often left by the wayside. The benefits of structure and routine in someone's life, um, a collaboratory environment, collaboration much easier when you're with someone in um, in a physical space. Equal opportunity, um, a good, healthy workplace culture, all things that benefit from everybody working at the same time. All right. Um, let's see what people were saying in the chat. Edward says, um, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. with two breaks of 15 and 30 minutes would be perfect. God, that's almost what I do. I start at like half past seven, and usually by half past four, I go home. When I'm not on holiday. Today, I'm leaving after the show, friends. 
Sorry, Natch. Um, let's see. Um, Min is joining us all the way from the Netherlands. How are you doing, Min? For politicians, it would be doubling their hours. <laughs> True. Can we get a Probo approved for Edward? Probo approved. True story, man. True story. Politicians, they, they probably work like two hours a day. You know? Ugh. Um, all right, there we go. So those are those are some messages from the chat. I did receive quite a lot from um, our friends on Instagram. Nina, absolutely, the nine to five is so outdated. I work, I work from wherever and whenever, and I'm way more productive this way. Derek, I disagree. Nine to five workday provides a framework that has been successful for years. Um, Elise. The nine to five is a relic we need to embrace flexibility to stay ahead. And Roberto, first time Roberto's uh, reaching out to us says, I get the arguments against it, but there's something to be said for the structure of nine to five. Thank you, Roberto. All right. Well, I did ask you guys in the chat and you guys gave me um, an, yeah fairly con- um, conclusive answer. <laughs> all right okay where is it there it is all right yeah an interesting answer given um the overwhelming response on on instagram when i made this poll on instagram yesterday 96 percent of people 96 percent of the people polled and a lot of people voted voted true but i feel like that in some way is or that kind of bias response is some way a reductive argument. What we tend to do when we're faced with these kind of decisions is we look at it from a very myopic personal um, opinion. We tend to think about ourselves, our own life, and we don't kind of think about the wider implications, right? Because I personally would love to work at home every day. When I do the show from the Pro Bowl studio and then I, all I have to do is, <laughs> is take off my headphones and it's done. Wow. When I was editing over the summer and I could or could not dedicate more hours of the day to getting through the project, it was wonderful. However, a lot of my work, a lot of everybody's work involves a wider degree of collaboration. And whereas what might be good for us as individuals, um, it may seem like a net positive for the wider company in general, maybe a net negative. The increased collaboration that happens when everybody is together is nothing but beneficial to a company, I think. But it is is certainly a nuanced argument. What are your your actual feelings? I know you you agree, but can you, Natch, can you see kind of some sense in the fact that, yeah, there are absolute net negatives to working from home, maybe not for me personally, but for a company that I'm involved in. I mean, I know it's weird for us because we we have a very presential job. I can't film someone from home. We can't record a radio station live from home. But, you know, put yourself in the position of a, a regular office worker. What do you think? Mm, I think the only people that benefits from that is... Is the owner. company. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Company. Yeah, and there is, there is, you know what? There is a lot of truth to that. You know, we kind of, you know, I'm, I'm saying these things because it's good for the company. Because I then relate the company, the company's well-being to my pay packet, you know? You know, the more, the better the company does, the, the more that trickles down to we, the workers. And one thing that Natch has nailed here is that, does it? Does it though? Does it trickle down to we the workers when Amazon is making employees pee in in bottles and not taking um, work breaks and then eventually going to replace them all with robots anyway? Amazon, one of the most profitable companies in the world. You know, when was the last time you saved money for your company and that came back directly to you as as an employee? You know, am I looking am I looking at this in the wrong way? Should I be looking at this from much more of a socialist perspective? Maybe. But you know what? I'm not um, I'm not the holder of the truth. I just have a few opinions. What we care about here, friends, is your opinion. So I released the poll saying the 9 to 5 workday is obsolete and counterproductive. And you guys said... 
57% true. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, who's, hey, it's hard to agree when you release a poll on Instagram and hundreds of people vote, and they vote 96% true. Um, it seems to be a lot more of a balanced answer right here in um, in the live audience, but I did make a great effort to have you see the other side. But here's um, here's some things that are hard to deny, right? Collaboration's easier in person, you know? Um, I feel like communication flows in a much more respectful way when people can look at each other in the eyes rather than you're talking to some kind of... Um, disembodied screen name or um you know or a camera i feel like um i feel like conversation flu flows more fluidly um and it is in the net benefit of the company where we work and god damn wouldn't we expect if it's a if we are going out of our way to make um make the work environment more pleasant for um, our our employers making it more productive for them that that would trickle down to us. And I think, sadly, it hasn't always been the case, right? One of the greatest failures of capitalism, I think, is, you know, you're a ma you say you own a business, you make a widget, Natch. You make a widget. Um, you, can, you need to employ 10 people to make enough widgets to meet demand. What do you do? You employ 10 people. All of a sudden, a piece of technology comes into the market that can create... Um, uh, it can create as many widgets as five people. So what do you do? You lay off five workers and you replace them with those widgets. And the money you save on those em those um, employees, what happens to it? If capitalism was working well, you'd assume you'd um, get ten more employees and find more sales to um, to to keep those people employed, right? Because the more people in society employed, the more that um, the more money there is in circulation to be spent by by those people. But what usually happens is five people get laid off and the widget, rob the widget robot technology is replaces them and the owner makes more money. Um, I mean, that's where you're coming from with this, right, Natch? I imagine, yeah. So, yeah, and I think... So here's the crux of this issue. I think it's undeniable that working um, working in a workplace environment, nine to five, everybody working together, creates a better work environment. It creates more opportunities for dialogue that wouldn't exist if you were working from home. And what I'm trying to get to with this is that we cannot deny that fact, but that the workforce is jaded. We no longer believe that we are fairly recompensed for what we do. We don't think our time is fairly exchanged. We've seen companies make ex make exorbitant profits and have those profits just disappear into the pockets of a few billionaires. And I think it's hard to deny that it's more effective to work in person. But a lot of people seem to be jaded at this point and say, no, we don't want to. We are going to prioritize ourselves. And that is a wider problem for the economy in general. Interesting. But guys, all those are just opinions. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one. They all stink, including mine. Let's go to 100 humans. Woo, that was a good one, Natch. Yeah, I've thought, that, I've thought that for a while, man. I think I, it's hard to listen to someone argue for working from home without thinking wow this is um, a this is not a solution to a problem this is um what's the word this is a symptom of a sickness you know and the sickness is greed on the part of employers making employees feel greedy for their own time does that make sense would you agree with that um with that What's it? That um, diagnosis, Natch? Yeah. Natch just nodding. He's like, I don't want anything recorded. <laughs> it's on you, Baldy. All right, here we go, guys. I, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans. And I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name, name the worst things 
about working from home. No, uh, los pe lo peor de trabajar desde casa. Name the worst things about working from home. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I am in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the live audience is to identify those top seven answers. Woo! We admit, I'll be honest. The audience from the Probos Show studio yesterday, they did an amazing job. Let's see if um, the, the audience today can match them. What do you think? First of all, we go to the Oracle. What do you think, um, sir? Uh, the lack of communication. Com your partner. Communications. Okay, communication. Is communication there? Yeah, I, almost more than a lack of communication. For me, it's the quality of the communication you have. You know what I mean? And plus, don't you always get the feeling when you're chatting to someone on a platform that's being spied on? <laughs> anyway, so communication, communication, is it there? Yes, it is. Well done, sir. It is the fifth most popular answer with 11 of 100 humans saying communication is the worst thing about working from home. The bridge here says time management. Time management. Time management, would you say that's probably like work-life balance, right? Managing your time so you can dedicate enough time to yourself and to your work. I'd say so. Work-life balance. E equilibrio, trabajo, vida privada. I don't know how you say work-life balance in Spanish. Will that do, Natch? Yes. Okay. So work-life balance, is it there? Yes, it is. Well done, Bridge. It's the third most popular answer with 13 of 100 humans saying work-life balance. Um, finding a... Oh, this is a good one. Rafelka on fire. Um, finding a suitable place to, um, to work. It's so true. Like, I've built out my little studio now, so it's easier for me. But before that, it's like, where do I... My kitchen counter... My dining room table. <laughs> so finding a suitable place at home to work, says Rafelka. Space. Espacio en la casa. ¿Dónde, dónde trabajo? No sé. Is it here? Yes, it is. Space is there. The sixth most popular... Um, uh, it's the sixth most popular answer with eight of a hundred humans saying space. Here's a good one. Min says distract Distractions. Distractiones. Distraction. Too many distractions. I can't. The dogs, the kids. <laughs> ah, is it distractions? Is it there? Yes, it is. And Min the Merciless, it's the number one answer. Yeah, well done. 30 of 100 humans, Min, said distractions. Well done. All right, let's continue. Your electricity and gas bills increase, says Mr. Cruthando. Dude, amen to that. God, that period of time over the summer when I was working from home. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> it's expensive. It's expensive. All right. Um, is the bills, your bills, is that there? No, it's not. Oh. You know what? Oh, the electricity and gas bill. There is an answer here. You know what? Yeah, I've changed my mind, Natch. Give it to him. Give it to him. We have access to technology here. Technology. But for me, you know, it's just that part of that access to the technology implies that you have to be a lot more cost, uh, cost aware in your home than you are in your office. You know, I'm going to turn the printer off right now because it consumes a lot of electricity. And plus, like over the summer in the office, I, that air conditioning, it's like, the, it's like the Arctic in there, Natch. There are penguins walking out of the room. <laughs> All right. So technology. I'll give you that. Well done, well done. The refrigerator is too close, says Rafelka. <laughs> it's not there, but Probo approved, sir. Probo approved. Um... You need to buy more toilet paper, says Mr. Cruthando. Didn't... I was about to swear there. But it's true, man. <laughs> I, get to, I get to dive into... You know, there's nothing better than, be, than pooing on work time. You know? Being paid to poo. Uh, let's see. Uh, personal phone calls, says Vera. Personal... Vero. 
Personal phone calls. Not really. Although, yeah, that's kind of more distractions. Okay, there are two left that you guys haven't got, gotten. The first one is, I would say one of the best parts of working in an office environment is that you're always with people, Natch. You're always with people, and it's nice. It's nice to be around people. What might be a problem when you're working from home? <laughs> if the best part about working in an office is being around people, what, what might be the problem working from home? What do you think it is, Natch? Maybe you feel lonely. Feel lonely, isolated, isolamiento, isolamiento. Yeah, okay. So isolation. It's there. Well done, Natch. Isolation, loneliness, human contact. Um, loneliness says Sam, says Vero. I love isolation, he goes on to say. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. But it is, seems to be for the human, um, for the 100 humans. They don't agree. They're social animals. Like, they're literally the only person I talk to when I'm here is Natch. <laughs> Oh, anyway, let's say, no, it's heavenly. All right. There's one more. There's one more. You know, Natch, with the cold eye of Big Brother hovering over me, um, I, I tend to be very, very productive in um, in the office environment. Um, You know, because I have people around me that depend on me, that they're depending on me getting work done. I'm get I, I tend to get a lot of work done. When I'm working at home, what might be my problem? What might be my problem? What do you think it is, Natch? Uh, you are more improductive. More productive, more mo motor. Mo what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> motivation. Motivation, that's it. We say well done, Natch. <laughs> it was hard to give a clue. Come on. So you Natch had to reach inside my brain there, use his oracle superpowers. <laughs> Motivation. Name the worst things about working from home. Sometimes you just don't feel motivated. Some other great answers here. Participate in the Probo show and lunchtime show, said Mr. Cruthander. <laughs> That's the best part about working from home. Come on. And um, Edward says, um, according to Bill Gates, in the future, each person will have personal robotic agents working on their behalf. Oh, Natch. That's a dream come true, isn't it? If the elves weren't so short, they'd be doing that now. <laughs> so the desks are so high, they can't, they can't reach. All right, so I asked 100 humans to name the worst thing about working from home. Um, lo peor de trabajar desde casa. In position number... Seven. They said technology. Yeah, and we kind of expanded that out ourselves to mean the cost, really, of running that technology in your own house. In position number... Six. Space, Rafelka. This was um, yours, a really great one. Uh, finding a suitable place to carry out your work. In position number... Five. This one was from the Natch Communication. Communication just so much more difficult or more inconvenient and doesn't flow as fluidly when working from home. In position number four, the Natch here using his psychic abilities for motivation. <laughs> motivation, well done. In position number three, this was the bridge. A good work-life balance is harder to achieve when you live in the office. Yeah, that's what I tend to think of working from home as. It's not like I'm, I'm working from home. I'm living in my office now. In position number two was isolation, loneliness. A bunch of you got that one. Well done. And finally, in position number one, we had distractions. Well done, Min. Yay! All right. On that note, friends, let's go to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. Okay, it's complete the news time where I give you a real news headline with some information missing. And you guys in the chat with the information I give you will complete the news. If you haven't participated in the show so far, this is your moment. All you have to write is A, B, or C. Here we go. Uh, we're going to go for another aviation one, and we'll um, uh, and we'll bump the um, the water obstruction to another show. Okay, here we go. 
A plane forced to return to JFK airport. Un avión se ve obligado a, re a regresar al aeropuerto JFK after tras blank. On board gets loose. So algo se... I don't know. Something escapes on board. Algo se escapa. In el avión. So they have to return to JFK airport. Plane forced to return to JFK airport, airport after blank on board gets loose. Is it A, an alligator? One of these days, alligator will be the answer, Natch. K-man. <laughs> is it B, a horse? Caballo? Or is it C, a violent prisoner? Woo! Have you seen the movie Con Air, Natch? Great film. Nick Cage. Prisionero Violento. Plane forced to return to JFK airport after blank. On board the plane gets loose. Something gets loose aboard the plane. What is it? Is it A, an alligator? Okay, man. B, a horse? Caballo? Or C, a violent prisoner? A, B, or C. Bridge says, that blockage finally going to fly out. Yeah, eventually. It's no longer a blockage. They've already removed it, but it's still funny news. What do you think, Natch? What do you think it is? Let's say alligator. You think alligator, eh? It's got one of these days. The answer has to be alligator. <laughs> uh, let's see the chat. Oh, every answer represented in the chat, but people seem to be settling on B, a horse. I hope it wasn't the same plane flying without the windows. <laughs> it wasn't. Can confirm. Different one. All right. Let's see. Um, uh, plane forced to return to JFK Airport after... It was B-Horse. Well done. <laughs> Guys, don't go anywhere because we have an amazing show coming up with Mr. Fitzgerald. How are you doing, Fitz? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Nice to see you, sir. How are we doing? Good, man. Good. I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm addicted to, to work, man. I can't even take time off on my holiday. Not like Robert Palmer, who was addicted to love? Yeah, kind of. Very close. I'm Very gonna, closely related. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. That's, okay, that's my song for today. <laughs> All right, guys. So many things you could have been doing today. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. See you next time. <laughs>